Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. As the 1800s ended and the 1900s began, Richard and Mary Elizabeth Lakin were working their farm and raising their children near Fort Gay, West Virginia. The Lakins were faithful Christian people. Richard was a Methodist and Mary Elizabeth was a Baptist. They had four children, three sons and a daughter, when they learned that Mary Elizabeth was expecting again. She soon began to pray that the Lord would make this child a preacher. On June 5, 1901, her baby boy was born, and she named him Bascom Ray. Bascom Ray Lakin would become a mighty voice for the gospel in America throughout the 20th century. Bascom Ray grew up working on the family farm, milking the cows and feeding the animals before the sun came up, then working in the fields till after the sun went down. He finished the eighth grade in school, and then he dropped out of school to work on the farm full-time. Young Bascom Ray grew up in church. He knew how to be saved, and he knew that he needed to be saved. But for some reason, when he was nearing 17 years of age, he had still not put his faith in Christ. In 1918, his mother's Baptist church was having revival meetings, and the preacher was Jason Simpkins, who was the nephew of Devil Ants Hatfield, the patriarch of the Hatfield clan in the infamous Hatfield and McCoy feud. Bascom missed the first two nights of the meeting, but he went on the third night, February 12th, with the intention of getting saved. Preacher Simpkins preached that night on, When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Bascom couldn't wait for the invitation, and it seemed like the sermon would never end. When at last J.C. Simpkins invited people to trust the Savior, Bascom was the first person at the altar, and when he stood up, he knew that everything would be different from then on. He said, I felt like the Lord had leaned out over heaven and dropped a chunk of salvation that hit me in the left side of the soul and turned over a whole tub of honey that'd be oozing out between my ribs for years to come. He had given everything to God, and he knew that he was supposed to preach the gospel. The following Sunday, Preacher Simpkins cut a hole in the ice in the big Hurricane Creek, and he baptized B.R. Lakin. Years later, Bascom Lakin would baptize his Methodist father, Richard, in that very same spot, and years after that, his own son, Bill. A week after getting saved, B.R. Lakin preached his first sermon from John 1, 29. Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. His first revival meeting was at the Tabers Creek Baptist Church. It was during that first meeting that a young lady named Violet Crabtree walked the aisle and trusted Christ. Bascom baptized her and soon began to court her. Before long, they were married. B.R. Lakin became pastor of the Evangel Baptist Church in Greenbrier Creek, West Virginia, about 10 miles away from his home. Bascom would ride the family mule over the mountains to preach to his very small congregation. As he pastored, he finished high school. After a year in Greenbrier Creek, he was called to pastor the First Baptist Church of Serrato, West Virginia, and after that, the First Baptist Church of Louisa, Kentucky. As he pastored, he would also have many opportunities to hold evangelistic meetings during the week throughout the region. While he was still in his 20s, he gained a reputation as a powerful preacher. 
and people came out in great numbers to hear him wherever he went. Hundreds of people were getting saved in the small towns and villages of West Virginia and Kentucky. After two years pastoring in Louisa, he became pastor of the Irene Cole Memorial Baptist Church in Prestonburg, Kentucky. Then, in 1937, B.R. Lakin was called to pastor the Euclid Avenue Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. He was there for less than two years, and he saw over 400 people saved and baptized. During that time, the Sunday school grew from about 100 people each Sunday to nearly 800. Then in 1939, B.R. Lakin became the associate pastor of the Cato Tabernacle in Indianapolis. And when the pastor died two years later, B.R. Lakin became the pastor. He was there for 14 years, with crowds of over 5,000 people regularly attending the services. It was while he was there that Dr. Lakin began his nationwide radio ministry with a daily program called The Nation's Family Prayer Period. In addition to pastoring the great Cato Tabernacle and preaching his daily radio program, he also traveled nearly every night of the week to preach in other churches and revival meetings. In 1952, the Lakins moved to Titusville, Florida, and B.R. Lakin entered full-time evangelism, traveling America, preaching to crowds of four, five, and 6,000 people each night. On many occasions, he would preach to crowds of 15,000 people. The largest crowd he ever spoke to was 25,000 people. In 1967, he began a new radio broadcast called The Voice of the Appalachians. In his later years, Dr. Lakin became closely associated with Dr. Jerry Falwell, and on February 26, 1984, he preached his last sermon at Thomas Road Baptist Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Dr. Lakin often joked, I've noticed that if I make it through March, I live through the rest of the year. B.R. Lakin went to heaven on March 15, 1984, having been greatly used by God for his glory. Christian, God wants to use your life for his glory. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.